all that I got planned is the weekend next So I guess you can say TGIF is Friday, Friday So shelter Rebecca Black is Friday, Friday No, it's not Saturday All the days of the week are real nice days But still, thank God, it's Friday I make every day of the week my day But still, thank God, it's Friday Welcome to week 87 of the Two Guys in the Fridays podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. Do you think we'll get back to in person? Whenever soon, you're ready. Like, Whenever you're ready. I think we should. I think we only have one episode to watch next week. I think we should get it done in the next couple of days and record this weekend in person. For next week. Record this weekend for next week. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. You, you just said whenever. Is that well, this is well. You like. I, I wasn't ready for the question. We'll start with that. We're oh, at week. Fair. We're at week eighty-seven. I was like, well, maybe we can make it like the hundredth episode. That's thirteen weeks away, though. That's long. That's away. far away. That's far um, away. two years is one hundred and four, so that's even further away. Um, There's nothing closer. Do we have any shows coming on or coming back or it's dinosaurs for a few weeks, right? For a couple more weeks, and then and then we hit our summer weeks where we got to find stuff to fill. Maybe then, I don't care. We can do it this weekend if we want. We'll figure it out. Hey, uh, what we do in this podcast is uh, we watch all of TGIF thirty years after it aired, go back, talk about it, and then uh, fill you in with what was going on in the world as well. So uh, a couple things to get out of the way first. Uh, thank you to uh, Marcouche Main for the theme song this week. Yeah, Marcouche, man. Thanks so much, man. It's a, a real banger. I, I, it's how, that's how I would say that one. <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, yeah, follow us on all social media at TGIFCast. You can also send us an email. That can include your own version of the theme song, TGIFCast at gmail.com. Or you can just reach out to us, Jaleel White, and tell us you want to come on the show. And uh, we'll take You're, your, your he's interview He's literally everywhere. I know. He's, he's so everywhere. <laughs> And it, Maybe he's not I, getting I, these I, messages or something. I know we're just a piddly little podcast, the, the two of us. But I mean, come on. I'm pretty I mean, sure. We are your, we are our, uh, I'm pretty sure if you go to our page, it says we are the number one rated in the world TGIF podcast. We are. We, we are. are. I, yeah. I mean, he's done multiple interviews this week about like what it was like to work with the cast when they didn't really like them, and what season ten would have been like if they had done it. How is this and, not happening? I don't know. We need to make a better. I, do we need to make a better effort? Do we need to just fly to LA and and track him down and say? I don't think you'd appreciate that, but I don't know. We're doing this. I don't know. We. Ugh, I don't know. Maybe we can reach Snoop easier than we can reach him, and then just get Snoop to reach out to him for us. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> um, not a bad idea. Let's see. We do like to go back and look at what was going on in the world thirty years ago. So a couple things. I know last week we talked about. Jose Canseco well, and Madonna being seen together. Real quick, oh, real on. quick. The, the, this episode would have aired May 17th. So okay. May 17th, 1991, to put what you're about to say into context. May 13th, 1991. Uh, the entire Yankee Stadium crowd sang Like a Virgin when Jose Canseco came up to, pull, to bat. That's hilarious. Pretty hilarious. <laughs> and was he, with the, he was with the A's then, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the A's and the, the Yankees have a big rivalry, so they Do hate they? each other. They do. Huh. I don't even know that. The Yankees have a lot of rivalries, but the A's is a big one, I know. I went to an A's and Yankees game once, and it was pretty, it was tense at moments, so. Uh, other news, the same day, Apple released Macintosh System 
just so you can get an idea of where your uh, Apple products were at that time. They don't even number them anymore. Well, it changed. So 7.0, 7.6 actually, it changed to Macintosh OS, which is also significant. So this is 7.0, and then 7.6, they just changed it to OS. And now it's just named it after is. places. Is it words I now? can't remember if it's, it's either Catalina or I don't even remember. I don't even know what OS is running on my Mac. I think it's Catalina still. All right. Well, there's that. Um, I don't know. What about movies and music? Anything new this week? Yeah, all new. So new movie is FX2, which oh, was, you know what? Okay. I remember FX. Yeah, yeah, I do too. I remember these movies a lot because I would see the previews for them, and my parents wouldn't let me watch them. They would they come on the USA cool. Network a lot at like midnight or ten a lot. p.m. A lot, and um, they there was a TV show as well that was based on the movies. And there was a flea market in Virginia Beach on Virginia Beach Boulevard that was huge. Not was based off of movies, the, was it? No, but the building that it was in was the FX building. Uh-huh. And I, I, I was, as a kid, was like, that's probably got to do with the movie, even though it didn't. But they did have a like big poster on one of the walls of the movie, just for, I think, the fun of it. Um, but yeah, so FX2, it's okay. The first one's better, but it's a fun movie to watch. Um, you, go ahead, what were you saying? I was going to say... I just adjusted the volume on my computer, so things probably got real weird for a second there. <laughs> things are always real weird on this podcast. Um, number one song is Joyride by Roxette. Yeah, and I, I listened to it. Mm. I, I honestly didn't recognize it, but um, I, I dug a little bit into Roxette because in order to listen to it, I watched the music video, and I was like, who are who are these people? Who are these these this man and this woman that is Roxette? Uh, it is... A man and a woman, and they are Swedish, and evidently they're the biggest act from Sweden, second only to ABBA, which blows my mind. Huh. Um, and I listen to some of their. They have they have like four big singles that made it in the U.S. They have, they have a lot of songs, but they have like four big singles. Two of them you would recognize, or two of them I recognized immediately. Uh, it must have been "Love" from "Pretty Woman," and I don't must even know what the other love. one was. Yeah, are one. there any? That, uh, that's the one. Are there any other Swedish acts that you expected to be up there? Well, wasn't uh, what's that band? The Cardigans aren't they Swedish? I don't know. I think the Cardigans are Swedish. They don't sound Swedish. I'm pretty sure the Cardigans are Swedish. I'll give it to you. They're Swedish. I'm looking it up right now. They're Swedish. Yeah. They've got to be the third most popular act from Sweden. <laughs> now we got to find that. I'm looking right now. It doesn't say it immediately on the Wikipedia page, but they got to be. They got to be. I don't know if there's a list of like most popular. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. That's what you're looking for? Yeah. Hold on. I got an update for you real quick. Sweden. Fans from Sweden. Uh, ABBA, Roxette, Ace of Base. How is that not higher? Oh, well, yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. Ace of Base. Cardigans is listed Uh, at number four. And then The Hives. And then a bunch of stupid stuff. So I definitely would have put... If I had realized Ace of Base, I would have most certainly put them above Roxette. But... That's not the case. Roxette is number two to ABBA. Or, yeah, that's right, to ABBA. Uh, they're pretty good, though. I, really, I kind of dug down the rabbit hole of Roxette, and I was like, you know, I wish that they were still around and I could could appreciate them a little bit more. But what the woman who was the kind of the lead singer, she she passed away a few years ago. So, unfortunately... Not seeing the them on tour anytime soon. Nope, not anytime ever. Um, and then, you know what? I forgot to pull up my calendar on birthday, so I'm doing it as we talk. And I'm going to... Oh, we got a couple, actually. Uh, let me see what we got going on here. Hey, don't forget uh, about Swedish House Mafia, too. I don't know who that is. Uh, okay, 
So here we go. May 8th, okay. Deborah Harmon from Just the Ten of Us. Happy birthday. That that was her birthday. And I'm 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 as we do this, I'm gonna get rid of the the just the ten of us guests okay. from the birthday list. We love you, but you gotta go at some point. Uh Wednesday, May 12th, Miss Jamie Lunar, also from Just the Ten of Us. Cross off the list. But happy birthday. We we still love you. And then uh May 13th is Sam Anderson. Who's that? Oh man, I was wor- I was hoping you would not have heard. I'm pretty sure it's Sam Gorpley. Yeah, that's what I was gonna uh, say. It is. is it just Sam it from is. Perfect Strangers? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Gorpley from Perfect Strangers. So you stay on the list, Sam. Congratulations. Uh, but happy birthday, May yeah. 13th. Happy birthday. Yep. Uh, happy birthday. Anything else before we get into this week's episodes? No, that's all, all right. I got. That's all. I so got. just two of them this week. We've got season finales finished up of a bunch of our shows. So we've got new dinosaurs. And the uh, season finale of Baby Talk coming up as well. So start off, I guess this aired when? Like 8.30 Dinosaurs? Uh, let's see, when did I, I, I believe I believe that is correct. But let me look at my little chart here. Yeah, yep. According to my, according to my sources, it aired at 8.30. All right, the 8.30 slot, Dinosaurs Season 1, Episode 4. The name of the episode is High Noon. Starts off at the uh, Sinclair house. Uh, Grandma is feeding Baby. Baby won't eat. Um, and then... Uh, she he tell I'm calling baby a he. Are we going? Are we sticking with that? He is a it's a he. It's yeah. a he. That's fine. Yes, it is. A uh, he. Baby tells her to eat the food, and then she threatens the baby to just uh, feed him to a pterodactyl, and then he's like, "All right, I'll eat it." And then I think he ends up liking it too. Whatever it is. Yeah, he's okay with it. One thing to note here is that the voice actor has changed on Grandma and oh. is now Florence Florence Stanley. So it is no longer uh, Kevin Ka- Kevin Clash, who was also the baby. It's mm-hmm. Only okay. the baby now. Uh, Fran gets home. We find out that she met a uh, a male at the grocery store. They don't call them men and women, which is pretty awesome. They call them Yeah, males. I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she says a bunch of good things about him. Like, he helped her with the groceries, and he was super nice. He was nice. And yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, good guy. Uh, Estelle, or not Estelle, Ethel. God, I'm gonna <laughs> have, that's going to happen, too. The the names between this and, family, and matters. family Matters are so similar, and the characters are are cut from that same sitcom cloth and it's, Robbie, it's just gonna happen. Eddie, Eddie. Yeah. Laura, Charlene. That's the only, that's probably the furthest. That's not way. so much. Fran, yeah, but Harriet. Eh. No, Carl and Earl. Carl and Earl, all, Ethel all and Estelle. All day. And all Robbie day. and Eddie for sure. Yeah. Steve and baby. No, that doesn't work either. Um, so yeah, Earl gets home during this conversation. Uh, Ethel calls him a big loser in front of Baby. Baby just starts calling Ethel or uh, Earl a big loser Ooh, like yeah. repeatedly, and uh, just keeps saying it over and over again. And then uh, they continue to talk about this male that Fran met. And uh, while this conversation is going on, Earl goes and gets the male and the male M A I L. We should probably be specific on that. And, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, He's got something that he like hides. Like we don't know exactly what it is at this point, but there's a piece of mail that Earl does not want to show anyone else in the house. You know, when I was watching this, I that part at the moment didn't even register to me. I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. And obviously, that's a big deal. Yeah. So Earl starts asking um, Fran about this person that she met at the grocery store. We find out his name. Not a is person. Not a person. A dinosaur. Dinosaur. The dinosaur male that she met. And uh, we find out that his name is Gary, which also kind of alerts Earl and something is going on. 
possibly with this piece of mail and the mail from the grocery store. Correct. That's confusing. It's not confusing. No? That makes perfect sense. Okay. So from this scene, we go to the work site. Uh, Earl well, is something talking- we something we find out here, too, is that that Gary is 50 feet tall. Oh, yeah. That's probably important, too. And like he's got yeah. giant feet, I think she mentions or something, maybe at this point. But yeah, he's a super giant dinosaur. That's all we know, really. We haven't seen him just from what Fran is saying. So from this scene, we do go to the uh, work site where he's talking with Roy. And uh, Roy is reading this mail that Earl got. And uh, we find out uh, it's a lawyer that wrote this letter. Uh, It's very nice stationery, according to Roy. And uh, we find (laughs) out that Gary from the supermarket is going to challenge earl and take his wife and his family he's pretty much just gonna yeah, come over and kill earl well it was the the law of the of the wilderness is that what it was oh called? i didn't I, I heard didn't, that down yeah i didn't write it down but there was there's some law that is cited in the letter where he can come challenge earl to a fight and, it, and the winner uh, keeps or retains the house and also uh uh fran and the family. Yeah, this seems like something that just happens all the time in dinosaur world, and uh, it's kind right. of like the uh, the tossing off of the cliff. Like this is just something that happens. Like sometimes you're uh, some big fifty foot dude might come and kill you and take your take your family. There's a lot of parallels to the kind of arc in this story and uh, Hurling Day. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, especially, like, yeah, I know what you're gonna talk about too. Um, so at this point. Uh, Earl tells Roy that uh, he is scared, pretty much. Like, he doesn't want to have anything to do with this. And uh, Roy mentions that there's an escape clause, and I don't know if clause is (laughs) supposed to be C-L-A-W-S. Well, that's the joke. Yeah, yeah. That's the joke. So the only way that uh, Earl's going to get out of this, Roy tells him, is that you can just run away and not fight, and uh, that's the only way you're going to live. But you're not going to have a family anymore, but at least you'll be alive. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, that's an option, right? That's yeah, something. Yeah, he's got the legal right to run away is what he says. So from yeah. here, we go back to the house. Um, Estelle is reading to Baby. Um, did you make any notes of what they were reading or anything? I didn't. It was like a kid's book at first, and then it turned, and then like Estelle reads one of her books. Not that important. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. Because her book was like a, a romance novel, yeah. but I didn't make it. The important part here is the doorbell rings. Right. Um, Robbie goes and gets it. He calls for Fran. Uh, a delivery guy dropped off this huge box, like giant. Huge box. We find out the size of the size of the family. I mean, it's, it's yeah. as basically as tall as it's just big enough so that they can look into it without having to like stand on their tippy toes. We find out the box is from Gary. Gary has left a note just uh, reconfirming that he's going to be there on Friday to uh, kill Earl, take her, and take his family. And uh, what is in the box is. Uh, Gary's laundry. He's just sending it over early so Fran can get started on it, washing the laundry for him. And uh, she proceeds to pull out a sock, which is this Gary's sock is the size of any one of these family members. Like it's that big. Multiple. I bet you Fran, I bet you most of the family could get in could one fit of those in socks. one sock? In one sock. I bet you most of the family could. Um, not all of them. Um, and. I kind of think it starts to tip away at the Gary, the Gary persona, because we up until this point, we had, Gary is this like dashing, gallant man, and now he's just another guy that wants to do his laundry. Yeah, um, 
So Robbie's in there. He's getting a little upset. He doesn't want to lose his dad. He's like, I don't want anyone taking over. I, I like this guy. He's been here my whole life. And uh, so he's <laughs> upset. And uh, Franz- I like I like Estelle or I like Ethel's comment to him, though. He's like, she's like, you're just used to him. Yeah. Uh, Ethel is ready for for Earl to be out of there. She's like, of Any, she anyone that can replace this guy sounds good. And but uh, isn't that, doesn't that go against the whole idea of her still being alive? Like the reason she decided to not go through with hurling day was so she could cause torture pain him. To, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To Earl for as long as possible. And hit, replacing him means she just has to live longer with some guy that she might not hate as much. Or maybe Gary just throws her right off a cliff, like immediately. Yeah. Gary might not care about, about the, the new age progressive dinosaur thoughts of Robbie. So what's her name? Ethel or Estelle? Ethel. Estelle is from Family Matters. Man, Ethel is from... I wrote Estelle every single time in here, I think. I bet. I do it with Carl and Earl. Except the first Carl. time. I can, see, I, there's a, there's a, I can see right here where I wrote Carl multiple times in my notes. Um, so we also learned that Fran really doesn't want to lose Earl. Fran loves Earl and uh, has come to the decision that she does not want Gary taking, killing him and uh, taking her family. Taking her and the rest right. of her family, I guess. Right. So um, Ethel sees the whole thing as an upgrade. Earl comes in and uh, he immediately starts blaming Fran for this whole thing. Like the reason why he's doing this is you must have been flirting with him. You must have been shaking your tail down the uh, grocery aisles and uh, asking him to reach up and grab something off the top chef. And he is now putting the blame on Fran when right in the scene before she's kind of saying, oh, I love Earl because this is something that he would have never done and uh, blamed me for this kind of thing. And I, yeah, and that's the whole joke is that she said that he's so great because this is not, he's taking this, you know, as well as he can and really just taking the hit for the team. Uh, the telephone rings at this point and it's a phone call for Gary. Gary has already given out this uh, new phone number that he's going to have <laughs> on Friday and uh, his friends are calling. Uh, this is Stan calling, leaving him a message. And uh, Fran tells Earl at this point, Go away forever. I want you to be safe because I love you. And uh, he, she thinks that's the best decision at this point. Do you think that means Fran gave Gary her number? How else would he have their phone number? Yeah, phone book, maybe probably. Just like Dinosaur phone book, phone book? Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Okay. Um, so Fran tells Earl, um, you're going to have be the... You're, well, she says you're going to be half the one that has to choose what you're going to do. Um, maybe you can actually win this thing. So from here, we go to a scene with uh, Baby and Robbie. Uh, they're watching TV. Uh, it looks like there's an infomercial that is pretty much hair club for men, but it's horn club right. for men. And uh, it's a pretty funny little little clip. There. Horn club for males. Horn club, horn club for, males. for males. No, you're absolutely right. Um, Earl tells Robbie that he has chosen not to fight. And uh, Earl starts to say his goodbyes to uh, Robbie and then to Baby and Charlene, and when he goes into the kitchen to talk to Charlene, Charlene doesn't even know what's going on, but she's like, Dad, can you just not be home, like, later? I've got some friends coming over, so she's, like, embarrassed about Earl, but Earl's, like, taking it as, like, a rite of passage, kind of, like, this happens with all teenage girls, like, you're gonna be embarrassed of your dad, and, uh, I think, does she tell, or, I guess, does he tell Fran what's, or, uh, Charlene what's going on here? No, he doesn't really address it much with, yeah. with her at all. But this is where he kind of realizes that he cares a lot too much about this family to just just give up. He sees like Char- Charlene making these comments as like that's right, as like this is my daughter and she is reaching this point in her life and I want to be here for for her and and 
he's kind of having a change of heart. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is where he calls uh, Fran and Robbie in from the other room, and he tells everyone, you know what? I've decided I'm going to fight. Right. He's going to defend his honor. So right from this what scene, little honor there is. we go back to the work site. Uh, Earl is now trying to recruit all of his friends. He thinks that maybe if it's like five or six of them taking on Gary, that maybe they have a chance. Uh, most of the crowd uh, just goes away and kind of says that they're busy <laughs> and can't do anything. But uh, Roy does stay back. He offers to help. And uh, he, like, I like this is a big parallel of last week. It's like the training montage again. Right. Where so I read I read online that the part that happens at the job site where he's trying to talk to the other dinosaurs uh-huh. was cut out of syndication originally. Oh. I don't know if it was just for uh, for time. Probably it was just huh. for time. Uh, but it was definitely not part of I the guess it wasn't syndication. That fact. important? I don't know. Yeah, not really. But uh Roy gives uh, a book to Earl um, about I I don't know if I wrote that. It's one how to fight to the dead. The book was called How to Fight to the Death. Okay, How to Fight to the Death. And that's where we go into this training montage. We see him boxing and doing pressure points and jumping around. And he's bad at all these things. Like he He's awful. He's yeah. a, He like does the pressure point to himself and passes out. He, yeah, and awful. like his jumping over the rope, it's literally just stepping over the rope and stepping back over the rope and doing that. Right. And then he does have, uh, there is one part of his training called uh, Begging for Mercy, which it looks like he's pretty good at that though. And there's different ways he's looking at like different diagrams on ways to beg for mercy. And uh, at the end of this montage, we see the uh, countdown. It is now Friday and it is now challenge day. It is challenging. And he tries to put the calendar backwards, but that doesn't work. (laughs) Um, We go into uh, Earl's room. His alarm clock goes off and note that his alarm clock is like a caveman cuckoo clock where like a caveman comes in and out of the cave. Uh, Pretty good. Earl starts walking around the bedroom, looking at different items and uh, just kind of, I guess, trying to get memories before he's killed by Gary is the whole thing. Well, I think it's, I think more he's trying to waste time because what, what we end up seeing is, is Oh, see, I didn't think he wanted to waste the time. Like I, no, 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 definitely was wasting time because the, the they show that it's, he, he spends 12 hours in that room. Right. 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 And he just staring at the mirror, trying to pick out what shirt to wear, even though he has two shirts and they're the same shirt. Interesting. See, I didn't know if that's what they were going for or not, but I'll, I'll go with it. I think um, he was just trying to stall. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. He knows what's coming up in 12 hours. He'd rather spend it in his room not doing anything. I mean, he's doing the only thing he knows how to do, which All is right. not anything. It was nothing. So we go downstairs. Uh, Baby is playing with uh, two dinosaur toys, one of which is bigger than the other. That one is Gary. The other one is Daddy. And he just like, fights the two of them, and Gary just kills his daddy pretty much with the dinosaur toys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The doorbell rings at this point. Uh, Earl goes and opens the door because he knows what it is, and uh, we only see one foot. That's how giant uh, Gary is. Gary is at the door. And that foot is giant. Like, if you were to open the door, really, you only see a toe. A toe. And then the reason we see the foot is because it pans outside. Um, Gary sounds, like, very nice, though, right? Like, he's... Sure. Sounds I mean, like he nice sounds. Guy. Yeah. It's some. It's I don't understand how the like ceiling started busting through. It was only so we could he poke, see his he, eye. Like, pokes a hole. He pokes a hole. Is in that it. what he does? He just pokes it. It almost like he got mad and like hit something and started caving. In. I assume he I just poked know. a hole in it. But um, yeah, Gary's peeking through the hole in the roof, and uh, Fran kind of steps up in uh, the defense of the family and Earl and calls Gary a whole bunch of names. Just like starts trashing Gary. 
and she yeah. tells him, go away. This is her family. She has no right, and he has no right to take it away from her. And it's not necessarily, I'm trying to think. Of, so what turns Gary off in this whole situation is the fact that Fran is St- as, standing up for herself pretty much. Right. Yeah. As, 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 as a strong independent woman as she is. And Gary's like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I just want some submissive uh, female. I don't want Fran. So you can have her, have a, have a good life. I'll get out of here. And, uh, he just leaves. He's out. He's done. That's it. Yep. And, uh, at the end, like Fran tells Earl how brave he is for opening the door and facing (laughs) Gary. And, uh, he tells her that she is definitely worth fighting for. And that's the end of the episode of dinosaurs. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the show's getting better. It is like every week, I think. It is. And, and yeah, I mean, those, those first few episodes were, were Just set up, set up yeah. and a little bit of learning, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a great show. I liked about this episode specifically how they never even begin to approach the idea that, what is what's the logistics of Gary living in that house? Like Gary can't live in the house. Gary's bigger <laughs> than the house, and and yeah. having a relationship with Fran and and what like what does that even mean? Or even the fact that they were at the same grocery store together and he helped her pick out stuff in the grocery store. Like what does that grocery <laughs> store look like? Where a fifty foot dinosaur is inside the same grocery store as Fran? Yeah, I don't they know. never even talk about it. They don't even. They don't even. It's not. It's not even a thought because that's not what the show wants to get into, which is great. I love that. I think yeah. that that's, it's just accepted that, yeah, these two dinosaurs would be married and live in whatever, this house or not. I don't know. Earl is a megalodon. Is that right? Megalosaurus, I think is what it, Megalosaurus. They call it. Okay. I'm just trying to figure like in my head, like what he would be compared to and like what Gary would actually So be. on the Wikipedia page for is it the like show, they, they say what every, no, Roy is a T-Rex. Roy is a T-Rex. Yeah. So there's something uh, like the a thousand times I'm, bigger I'm gonna, than Roy. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it. Well, no, I mean, not all this is real. You know, this is it's still a TV show. So Earl is a, I think a Megalosaurus is a real dinosaur. That's okay. a real dinosaur. I believe it. So he is a Megalosaurus. Uh, Fran is a Allosaurus. Robbie's a hi- I can't say this word. How are all these dinosaurs mating and producing other types of dinosaurs? That's the thing. That's what I love. They don't, it's not important. <laughs> it's, it's irrelevant. Uh, irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Uh, Charlene is a proto, protoceratops and baby is also a megalosaurus. All right. They don't ever, Gary is, I don't even know. Gary's made up. Oh, he's a, this says that Gary is a Dilophosaurus. All right. I believe you. Or them, whoever that's wrote what, it. That's what we got. That's what we're, that's what we're working with. Uh, our final episode for the week is also the final, well, not the final episode of the show, but the final episode of season one of Baby Talk. Name of the episode is Out of Africa, and uh, it starts off, we've got uh, a few people at the house. We've got Elliot there, Maggie's there, Joe is back, he's there, and uh, maybe Mickey, I think, four of them, right? Yeah, Mickey, because Elliot is looking at Mickey. Yep. Um, Elliot diagnoses Mickey for teething and uh, tells uh, Maggie that she should probably just go get some gel to put in his teeth. And uh, that's what she starts getting ready to do. She starts packing a bag to go to the drugstore. And as she's doing this, um, we meet a new character. It's her friend Robin who shows up. She has arrived. Walks walks on in. She came from Africa uh, for a couple things. She came to see Maggie, but also she is going to be speaking at the museum. Museum of Natural History, correct. 
Uh, it's been five years since they've seen each other. Robin immediately asks uh, Maggie for $30 cash to uh, pay the cab downstairs. And then uh, she recruits Joe, who she just sees as a worker, to uh, take the money down for her and uh, get, get her bags while she's down there. I like how you use the word recruit. She, I think that that is a nice way to put what she does. She tells him, hey, do you work here? Go pay the cabbie and, and while you're at it, bring up my bags. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that recruiting, but uh, sure. She had three guys she to pick him, from, right? She gets him to do the work. Well, he was the one that happened to walk yeah, by yeah. at the time. Um, yeah, this is where they talk about the lecture that she's giving, and then uh, Joe comes back upstairs with the bags, and uh, Robin and Joe immediately bash heads and uh, start to just bicker about, like, just fight. Ro- I don't know, like, sex roles and stuff like that. Yeah, g- gender role. It, it Just immediately start bickering. Yep. Um, and then uh, while this is going on, Maggie heads off to the uh, drugstore with Mickey. I guess Joe stays behind and Robin, right? I assume. Joe's yeah. working, in theory, for right. what work he does. So they go to the drugstore. The scene cuts and comes back. Maggie's now getting back from the drugstore. And Robin is all, like, uh, dressed up and, like, I don't know what you call it, like an evening gown, cocktail dress yeah, type thing. Yeah, she's got like a, exactly. She's going to a uh, dinner at the museum that we didn't know about. And uh, we find out that her date for the night is Joe somehow. That trip to the uh, drugstore was enough for Robin to somehow ask Joe out to uh, dinner. And we find out from Maggie that uh, Robin's got a little bit of a past with men. Like, she, she's a heartbreaker. Yeah, she often, like, I guess hooks up with him and then leaves him the next day is what it seems like. I almost want to say she's a little bit, plays even a little bit of a longer game where she kind of gets into these like pseudo relationships and then disappears out of nowhere. Yeah, it might be more of that. Um, so Maggie starts getting, I guess, a little jealous, right? It seems like there's some jealousy so, in there. This was really hard to figure if out. If it's jealousy or if it's protecting her friend Joe. Or, yeah. Or like if it's, re- she likes Joe and doesn't want to see something happen to him. or it, It's a few It was really things. hard to tell. It was really hard to tell what they were going for, whether it was everything you just said, whether it was just jealousy or, or her being just concerned about Joe getting hurt or, or what. It was, it was very hard to tell what, what the intention was. Yeah. Um, Joe shows up at this point. He's ready for dinner. He's got a suit on. He's got this awful pony ponytail. Yeah. And uh, if you've ever wanted to see George Clooney with an awful early 90s ponytail, this is the If you want to see George Clooney at his worst, this is it. (laughs) I don't know about his worst, but close to it. Um, Howard and Fogarty are there. It took me like 10 minutes to remember their names. I know. Uh, I had to look it up. They come out and start teasing Joe for just wearing a suit and dressing up. I guess they never really see him like this. No one does. No one does. And then uh, Robin comes down uh, dressed in her dress. uh, And it looks like Joe and Robin are both pretty excited to see each other and pretty excited for this dinner date. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So the two of them end up just kind of leaving. They go in the elevator and then uh, the next scene skips ahead. I thought it was maybe the next day, but apparently it's three days later, which we find out a little later. Uh, yeah, I was confused about the timing as well. Uh, Joe comes over. He's got a bunch of supplies to work on the apartment. Looks like he's more like actively working than he ever is, too. Like most of the time, we just see him like just standing around, but he's like <laughs> yeah, it ready seems to like work. Nothing's getting done. Um, I also made a note that Mickey made a weird sex joke here. I don't know if you remember it. I there were a couple that. weird Mickey jokes. There's another episode. one later on, but there's one that he makes right here. That what I was this was one? Like, I don't remember. Oh, okay. But it made me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> 
what if you think of Tony Danza saying the joke? Is it a little better? Well, of course it is, but that's not the situation we're in. Okay. Um, yeah, Maggie is kind of, I don't know, she's concerned, but also confused about what's going on. Like, I don't know. Joe's like super happy and she doesn't, and well, it's, it's more of like, she doesn't want to see. I don't think see. she's confused. Again, it's that whole, this is, I think that one of the biggest problems with this episode is that we know we, it's so hard to understand what the intention is behind the characters, but she's just, what she, what she's trying to get at here. She talks to Robin and says, look, you need to be open and honest with him on what your intentions are. And so that nobody gets hurt. So that Joe doesn't get hurt. And I think part of it too is like, he's my contractor and I got to get this, this apartment done eventually. And I don't want you to hurt him, scare him off, cause any bad feelings. But it's hard to tell. Because Robin's so plan is to go back to Africa in a couple of days, right? It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. So, yeah, after this conversation that Maggie and Robin has, uh, Robin calls for Joe. And Robin just straight up asks Joe to marry her right there. And he says yes. Is- that, that apartment is never getting done. <laughs> Howard and Fogarty, there's no way. They need someone else in there. No. No way. So it cuts to commercial, but they come back like right in the same spot. The two of them are kissing. They're talking. Um, Maggie's just there kind of standing and watching, still kind of worried slash confused slash. I think she's even more worried at this point. Yeah. Joe goes into the other room for a minute, and then Maggie and Robin talk about the marriage. Um, Maggie sits on the couch with uh, Howard and Fogarty, and they're talking about it. And then at some point, too, they suggest that they have the wedding right there in the apartment. Well, something else that's really important that you that we find out when Robin, Robin and, and Maggie, Maggie are talking, talking is that Robin has has left men at the altar before, so she has been in this position and not followed up at, in, in you know in the past. Um, I wrote down Maggie says that there isn't going to be a wedding, but why would she tell them that right right away? Just because of her past. I think she, yeah, I think she tells that to Howard and Fogarty just to say like, look guys, I don't know, I don't think this is really going to happen. I think that she's probably going to bail like she has in the past and I don't think we should get too far, too much invested in this. Yeah. And uh, I do like Fogarty and Howard both have really good responses when Maggie tells them that Joe's getting married. Um, Howard says, no, Fogarty says, does, does Joe know yet that he's getting married? And then Fogarty says, has he picked out a bride? Which I I thought I, I I can't deliver those as well as those two actors did, but uh, it, it was a good little back and forth. Yeah, she pulls Joe aside at this point too. She tells him I think she wants to tell him that he should probably be careful and like she's gonna leave him something like that, but ends up uh, coming up with uh, that she just hopes that they're very happy together. Yeah, yeah. So skip ahead. We are at the wedding now. It is happening in the apartment. There's so many people in this apartment right now. Like there's like they six rows on put, each side. If they had put forth the effort in getting the apartment ready for the wedding that they put in getting <laughs> the, the renovations done, it would be over by now. Uh, Howard and Fogarty are also like the wedding band, which is pretty awesome. They're, but I think yeah. they keep playing the same song over and over again, right? Wasn't that like <laughs> yes. the joke? I think so, yeah. And then uh, Mickey's there. He starts talking to some other kid that's there at the wedding. I didn't even Howard's, Howard's niece. Oh, that's Howard's niece. I didn't even write down yeah. what they talked about her and, and Mickey makes a comment that he's a bastard. That's right. Because the, the niece, the, the baby, tells uh, Mickey how she's been to a wedding before, but but she was a secret. Obviously, what she's implying is that her mom was pregnant with her while the during the wedding, uh-huh. but but nobody knew about it. Um, and then Mickey says, that's okay. I, I've, or he says, I've never been to a wedding. I'm a bastard. 
And then the girl says, that's okay. My mom calls all men bastards or something like that. <laughs> right. That's true. So um, the bride's late. Robin's not there. We don't know if she's coming. Out, we find out she's two hours late. Yeah. The Reverend the Reverend comes in and says, what, what's going on? The bride's two hours late. He wants his money. So she ends up like paying him over the phone, like credit card or something. And then uh, Joe's. <laughs> not really. That's not what happened at all. No. The, he, he says like, he's like, I got another wedding to get to. So I need you to, I need to go and he's Does she like, write him a you check? pay me. No, she wants to pay with credit card, which is fine, but he has yeah, to verify yeah. it over the phone. So yeah, yeah. she doesn't pay him over the phone. He just uses her phone. Sure. Yeah. To verify yeah. the credit card. Close enough. Yeah. Um, so Joe at this point is in the kitchen with Maggie and Joe's like, all right, we got to go tell the guests. And, uh, he asks her to go do it for him. He says he wouldn't be able to do it, but eventually, um, agrees to go in there with her. So they walk back in the other room um, she tries to like make a joke out about the whole thing, but eventually she tells, I thought crowd, it was a good joke. I thought it was a good little, little way to cover. Yeah. Do you want to say anything about it? Cause I didn't write anything about it. She just, she brings up all these shows where are not shows movies where people have, have kind of, the situation has, has come up where there was a wedding. People have walked out and kind of plays on the, you know how you felt when you watched that movie and how, how you felt yeah, sorry yeah. for so-and-so she brings up, um, uh, the graduate, and I don't remember the other ones that she mentions, but the 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 Philadelphia story is one of them. Oh, a yeah, couple yeah. couple others. So she then finishes her little joke story and tells the crowd that uh, the bride's not here. Doesn't look like this wedding's gonna happen. And as she's doing this, Robin shows up. Of course, she's ready to get married. Um, we find out that the reason she's late is because she had the wrong color, like she had yellow uh, pantyhose or something like that, and. Uh, the Reverend says that he's got two minutes to get this ceremony done. Um, so they go into like speed mode to get this thing done. We find out Mickey's the best man. And as the uh, Reverend or whatever is racing through this ceremony, it's it's literally just like 10 words. Quickest wedding in the world ever. Quickest wedding ever. And uh, officially the two are now married. I, I guess not officially, officially. And of course, they Joe forgets the ring. So he has to use Mickey's teething, teething ring, ring. like yep. every other TV wedding in the history of mankind. <laughs> Um, after they are married, Robin kind of is at the side with Maggie and Robin actually tells Maggie that she almost changed her mind. She was actually at the airport, but she realized how much she actually does love Joe. And that's why she decided to come back. Yep. She's, she's in it. So, um, Robin and Joe, um, leave, they get in the elevator, they, they're going to Africa, the right? They're going to Africa. They're going to the, yeah. They're going to the airport, and they say their goodbyes, and that's the end of George Clooney on uh, on Baby Talk, I, right? I appreciate that they give him a legit like, yeah yeah. He's not coming back because he is in Africa now. Yeah. Although this spells doom for this construction project in her apartment, <laughs> it is never never getting done. Uh, Maggie and Mickey head off to the kitchen. And did you mention she throws the bouquet and Maggie catches the bouquet? I did not, but uh, that yes. did happen. On the way out, uh, Robin says, hey, Maggie, and tosses the bouquet right to her. and she catches the bouquet. Yep. Um, so Maggie, Mickey in the kitchen, and uh, Maggie is trying to like console Mickey, even though Mickey doesn't really seem like he needs it, but just kind of okay. like talking about all these men being gone from his life. But really, I think it's more of like that's what she's kind of feeling right now. Like another man from her life is gone. Right, right. Um, then we go from here to Dr. Elliot's office, which was a confusing scene, but um, 
she walks in. Um, she talks to the secretary. Secretary tells her that he's in between appointments. She can just go back. And uh, Maggie ends up just leaving Mickey in the lobby of the doctor's office. Like, hey, Mickey, you just stay yeah. here while I go in the back. Well, because she she says she just wants to talk to him. Like, it's still it's not weird. I wouldn't thing. leave my kid in the No, lobby. no, it's it. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um. So Mickey and Dwayne, we we've never met Dwayne before, have we? We've never met Dwayne before. But they we're about little, to. They have a little conversation. Um, talking about dads and how dads are just there to make babies. Is that pretty much the conversation? Well, the, to, to reach things on high shelves, to kill, to kill spiders. And, and then also the important thing is to make, make babies. And then Dwayne goes into the medical details on how babies are. And I, when I say medical details, I mean like, as if you were reading it from a medical textbook (laughs) details on how babies are made. It's pretty funny. It's, it is funny. It is very funny. But yeah, that Mickey, that conversation did, ends the episode, though. I mean, like we don't we don't find out what Maggie tells Elliot or we anything don't. like that. But what I appreciate too is they did a really good job of capturing Mickey and Dwayne's faces. Oh, there are some good facial reactions because yeah, yeah. they're they are spot on. They are great for <laughs> the the conversation these two babies are having. And I think the like live audience reacts to it pretty well too. Like I remember there was one in particular where it's like a surprised look from Mickey from and Mickey, like yeah. the crowd just like laughs and goes crazy. I don't know how they recorded this part in front of a crowd, but they liked it. Well, th- they so th- yeah, oh, yeah I, I see what you mean. Yeah. They um so there was a there was a like a kind of intro liner at the beginning of this episode that yeah. has not been on the other episodes that it is filmed in front of a live studio audience. So I don't know why they added that or if that was a new thing or, or if maybe they... something because it's on like the Canadian version or something. Who knows? No, definitely. No, they wouldn't have done it. it you think it really only written. was on this one episode? Well, we there's so there's episodes we missed, but maybe they were trying to figure stuff out yeah. with the babies and like they weren't sure if the babies would do okay in front of a studio yeah, audience. That's true and too. They got they got maybe they got comfortable with it and so they decided to bring in an audience. I don't know, but the, it was, it was something that was new to this episode. So that's the end of season one. What do we know about season two? Like other than Joe, is anyone gone yet? Like, is anyone so not it's a whole coming new back? Cast. It's whole new. It's a whole new cast. Okay. A whole new cast, except for Tony Danza. Uh, and then that's and it. Elliot. We get, we get Elliot in the first episode. Wow. Um, and we don't know anything else. We have okay. Scott Bayo joins the cast. A, a few other people join the cast. No Howard and Fogarty. No Howard and Fogarty. Is it uh, a so, different Maggie? Different Maggie. So they yep. still use the same names, just different actors. All the characters. I don't think that, the, I don't, I think the construction guys go because based on what our interview with Tom Robbins, uh-huh. it sounds like Maggie moves and that's kind of why things change a little bit. Uh, or at least that's the excuse they use. So I think, I don't think we got, I don't think Howard and Fogarty are just, are even in the show anymore yeah, as yeah. characters, but the characters that do remain, which might just end up being Maggie and, and Mickey, uh, Maggie's a different actress. Um, but still Maggie. How many and seasons do we have of Baby Talk? Is it just two? Just two, okay. thankfully. Um, I, you know, I, I did want to say, though, I did go back and look at the descriptions of the episodes oh, that okay. we did not watch. And most of them actually dealt with the relationship or kind of the lack of relationship between Maggie and Elliot and, and the way that that kind of played out and Elliot trying to tell her how he felt and her oh. not being receptive and then kind of being receptive but not really being receptive in the end. It didn't, nothing panned out, obviously, but those middle episodes, a lot, that's what a lot of it had to deal with. Yeah, I mean, like episode, that ending scene, though, where she goes to talk to Elliot, like, you've got to think it's got to be something, like, relationship-wise, right? You think, and, and I don't know if you mentioned this, I can't remember, but one of the things that Mickey tells Dwayne is that that he feels like Maggie is kind of upset that, they, that he doesn't have a daddy. And 
that's that's another thing that's on those those episodes is that seems to be a common theme is huh, that okay. she's trying to find a man for Mickey. Uh, and one of the episodes on there's that we didn't see, which is probably the only one that if I ever were to go back and watch it, I would watch. <laughs> what is his first birthday? And she's feeling bad that he doesn't have a dad, so she calls his dad to come and see him. Oh. And his dad is played by Tony Danza. Oh, so I I went and watched just like two minutes of that, the part where Tony Danza comes up into the elevator and you see him come out onto the set for the first time. Very interesting. Um, but that that is the only time that he's on the show as as a character that we see. And it is it is Nick, Nicky's dad. Gonna that was ha- you're did. gonna hate me for this. Go ahead. Baby talk one, dinosaurs two no. this week. Yep. No. Yep. Just because you're glad to see it go? No. It was I liked it, it. You think it was better? I liked it. Yep. My wife walked by at one point and she said, This is the worst show ever. My wife walked by and said, What are you watching? And I was like, <laughs> Baby talk. She's like, What is that? Like it's been 12 weeks and she hasn't figured out that this is part of TGIF yet. We've only seen seven episodes. I don't even know. I don't even know if it's been seven episodes. Yeah. We've only seen, a, you know, six, five, whatever. Right. Um, Next, well, that's, Nick- that's a season finale. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we'll pick up with season two uh, in the in the fall. Next week, what? Just dinosaurs? Season, episode five? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, next episode, next week, one episode of Dinosaurs. It's the the season one finale. There's only five episodes in the first season. Um, So yeah, season one, episode five. And we might record it in person. Possibly. If it works, yeah. I mean, I would like to. This weekend, is that the goal, plan? Yeah, why not? I don't know. We'll figure it out. it, It might or might not be in person. Yeah, just like I might or might not put that video up on YouTube this week. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks once again to uh, everyone who's helped out with the Mar- show. Mark Hushman. Yeah. Mark Hushman for the uh, theme song. Follow yes, us on all you. social media. TGIF cast. Uh, go leave us some reviews and, and uh, subscribe to the uh, podcast. Tweet it. Uh, Jaleel tweet White. and Instagram at Jaleel White and tell him to that come, you should on, come on the show because uh, they talk about yeah. you and they love you every week. And uh, tell them. Tell him. Get it out there. Um, he's got. That's all he's doing right now, except not with us. I don't get it. I don't either. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's it. All right, man. Well, have a good week then, Steve. You got it, dude. All that I got planned is the weekend next. So I guess you can say TGIF is Friday, Friday. So shelter Rebecca Black is Friday, Friday. No, it's not Saturday. All the days of the week are real nice days. But still, thank God it's 